The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Monday and welcome to the Monday morning show. Jennifer, how are you? Good morning. I'm good. 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 I'm not going to be here next week. Y you aren't. You aren't. You're going up north. I am. Really? Yes. I love it up north. Yeah, I haven't been up north. Uh, that was my safe haven during the pandemic. And yeah, now you were I'm there a lot. Going up once a year to golf. So you'll have to tell me how it is. My parents are going to be up north the same time you are. I know. At the same place. Like in the same area. Yeah. We're going to get together. Are you? We might do something fun for the show. Wow, that's fun. Maybe right. a, uh, a lunch or something. Or a bike ride. If but I could keep up with your dad, I would go for a bike yeah, ride. Yeah, you guys should do a family uh, bike ride. See how that works out. I'm sure it'll be <laughs> great. But yeah, I miss up north. I, uh, I'm not going until the end of August, but I'm going to Bay Harbor to play golf. And you're nice. staying there, right? Yeah. That mm -hmm. should be fun. Yeah. It's, um, gosh, I want to say this might be Corona Mine's 20th year really? coming up. It's a splurge. It's a splurge, but it's something we look forward yeah. to every year. And then, you know, we did it as a couple for almost 10 years. And then okay. to do it now with the girls for the last 10 or 12 has been pretty cool. Did so. you ever visit Petoskey when that was like the old cement? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, thing? the whole time growing up. Yeah. yeah. I can't really say that I even really noticed it until they started imploding it. Right. You know, you just yeah. you didn't really come up that way. Pebble Beach of the Midwest. Yeah. And it uh, sure turned out to be that way. Uh, I had a crazy busy weekend. It was the first weekend I was like, I don't have anything. And then it ended up filling up. Does Insane. that ever happen to you? Yes. So Friday I was at uh, Josh Burgett, uh, his 40th birthday. We had a little celebration. I don't have photos because that would be birthday. inappropriate. Um, Josh and I went to uh, college together and now we're both 40. So it's crazy. Wow, you're in good company. I know. it. It's amazing. Everyone's turning 40 this year. I ran into, um, or I had a closing rather with Brian Goff on Monday. Mm -hmm. He just I, turned 40, right? He did. Yeah. And I congratulated him. And he was talking about a series of events that happened like the day he turned 40 and the two or three days after that. Mm -hmm. it sounds like 40's rocking for him too. That's cool. Very cool. Uh, Saturday, I picked up uh, one of your friends, Mickey LaFere and his wife, Joanne. I love and Mickey. then we went out to uh, the Baileys for a little something. So Saturday night, that was fun. Wait. Who, who drove home? I did. You did. You were the DD. Yeah. How did that go? It went fine. Yeah. Yeah, it went fine. My daughter was with us too. Oh. Yeah. She's a party animal. So. <laughs> um, and the highlight for me is uh, Sunday morning. I ended up with. Do you remember Fast Lane footwear? Yes, I do. I have a pair of Fast Lane footwear shoes unworn. How did that happen? I can't tell you. Can't tell you. They just with, showed up on a Sunday. I was with some important people. <gasps> yeah. So. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Do they're we have size, pictures? No, they're size nine. What size do you wear? They won't fit me. They're for display. Oh. So mm. And they're tennis shoes. You would never wear them. Mm -mm. So. No. I was watching an interesting show on Netflix called uh, D.B. Cooper, Where Are You? Have you seen this? This guy that hijacked the plane? Yeah. Do you know the story? I do. I've seen documentaries about him before, but okay. I, I don't think I've seen this. Is it's it pretty interesting. It's about these guys that, well, they track him down. They think they know where he is and who he is and try and get him to admit to it. But Is he in Central America? I don't know. I've fallen asleep three times, but I wondered if you knew anything <laughs> about that. that good. Can you believe that? Someone could, hi they hijacked a plane, landed it, let everyone out, got uh, four parachutes and $200,000 and took off yeah. and then parachuted out and no one ever found the guy. I've seen all kinds of things about, wasn't it somewhere like in Maine or Oregon, they found money buried on a creek side that okay. they believe had the serial numbers. And yeah. I mean, I've seen all kinds of the um, conspiracy theories about it. It's interesting. It is. Just when you think, you know, nobody could get away with anything, you have something like that. I watched an interesting documentary, fr you know, Friday it rained, cats yeah. and dogs, so when I was done working, I just kind of chilled, and I watched the Val Kilmer oh, I documentary. Seen that. 
It's really, really, really interesting. So he has been like a cinematographer his whole life. He's okay. always carried a camera from the time you know he was old yeah. enough to have one. And so he documented basically his whole life and um, you know through his childhood and then into stardom and battling throat cancer and all that. Mm -hmm. That's interesting yeah. for a rainy Friday night. It was yeah. interesting. It's pretty good. He's. Uh he was probably one of like a heartthrob in your era, right? Yeah, yeah, but he's you know he's quite the what do I want to say like deep artist character you know? act. Well, not character. Well, actor. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because he had such a diverse um, career, and I saw Top Gun again last week. I still I haven't seen it. Ah, you suck. I saw I it. I've seen it twice. I think it was even better the second time. Really? Yes. But one of my favorite things is always when, you know, you've got like two adversaries that come together to do yeah. good. And so Iceman and, and Maverick obviously represent that. So I was excited to watch I, it. I have not, uh, yeah, I still have not seen it. So. I can't believe that. You really should go, because it's not going to be in the theater much longer. I know. I think not seeing it at the theater would be a mistake. It probably would be a mistake. Uh, Steve Madalena, he won the county open nice. with a two day total of seven under. Now, two weeks ago, he won the senior county open, so it doesn't matter what county open he's playing in. Wow. He wins. He so, wins congratulations it. to Steve. Wasn't there another big golf tournament this weekend? The British Open. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And Cameron Smith won. He beat Rory McElroy. So, that, ha that was at uh, St. Andrews in Scotland. Did nice. you see any of it? I did a snippet. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I'm obsessed with Scotland. I want to go there. I, yes, I would love to. Have you been? No, I have not. I would uh, love to go to St. Andrews and Scotland. You've been to Scotland? No. No? No, I'm just obsessed with it. <laughs> because I watched Outlander. <laughs> oh, is that where that takes place? <laughs> the first, yeah, a okay. lot of it. The, I, I, that's a show I The had. super hot lead is Scottish, so. Ah, okay. Is he really Scottish or is it just an accent? No, he really okay. is Scottish. Okay, because sometimes... Because I stalk him on okay. Instagram, that's how I know that. <laughs> <laughs> what's his What's his name? So we all well can on the stalk. show. It's Jamie. What's the actor's name? Oh, you know what? Oh, I'll get it. Does he have a beard? I'll get back to you. Mm -mm. No. So I mean, sometimes he has facial hair. He can do, He can do anything. He can Outlander. shave his head. Yeah. Outlander. Yes. Oh, Sam Keelan. Thank you, Sam. Okay, we have another Outlander fan <laughs> in the building, so we'll have to check that out. This is a huge week. This is like the week of weeks in our area. It is. What's going on? We have got the Hat Air Jubilee kicking off Can't this week. Can't wait. We have got Faster Horses, best people watching ever coming this week. And we have got the Southside Festival as well. So. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Now, uh, for Faster Horses, what's that like? People, yeah. what, do they, what do they bring? Campers? Well, here's the thing. Yes, intense, but they're kids. Yeah. And they're kids that are there to party, and they are kids that just kind of decided on a whim to go. Mm. So they don't bring, they don't bring towels and washcloths. They don't bring supplies. They buy all of that between Jackson, Adrian, and Brooklyn, and yeah. it's a huge influx. I say every year, you know what? I'm, I'm going to look for sales and buy like blankets and pillows and mm. um, washcloths and personal items and just like sell them for triple on a corner because these kids bring nothing. But it's fun to even watch. Um, I went shopping in downtown Brooklyn this weekend and watching how their inventory is kind of changed for the weekend. Sure. You know, they have things that are maybe a little bit more disposable or maybe oh, yeah. a little more like country trendy. Yeah, uh, it was. Cool. Brooklyn's ready. I'm I've heard you. some of the uh, some of the shops add things like condoms and whatnot. To oh, their... I was going to say cowboy hats. Oh, cowboy yeah, hats. Sure, yeah, that's too. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure the le the first thing would be very beneficial. Yeah. As well. I here's my hope. I hope that we have good weather. I pray <laughs> that everybody will be safe. You know, just yes, literally sure. lead the blood of the lamb over everybody and keep them safe, and that they have a wonderful time and a great experience in my hometown. It's yeah. so exciting. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So I only know of a couple of the people that are coming because. I like country music yeah, here. I, I don't necessarily follow it, but um, Claire is obsessed with Morgan Wallen. And Morgan she's Wallen. You know Friday what's night. funny? I saw this thing on TikTok the other day. This girl thought she met Morgan Wallen, spent the whole night with him, and then realized the next day that it wasn't Morgan Wallen, and she had all these stories of her pictures with this just random random young looking <laughs> kid. I don't even know who Morgan Wallen is. So she was fleeced by a lookalike. Oh my Yeah. But gosh. then she admitted it and said, I thought I spent the whole night with Morgan Wallen. So Like the whole night? She said the whole night. Like a date? It looked like they hung out at a concert and a show and then Yeah. I think so. I mean, I, there were no Snapchats from like the next day, but. I'm so glad we didn't have that stuff when we were growing up. Oh. Did I ever tell you about the time I got to go backstage at a Black Crows concert? Black Crows? Black Crows, woo! And how old were you for that? 
18 or 19. Oh, gosh. What is, <laughs> see, that's just, I, we don't want to know stuff like that. We're, we don't know how you survive. I have. I don't either. Hey, we've got uh, Food Truck Tuesday, and that's happening yes. tomorrow, and that's at uh, Horace Blackman Park. True community. Credit Union Square, so it should be a great time. Tons of food and drink with great entertainment by Dan Bickle. I saw Dan. He was playing Saturday night at the party I was at. And uh, join all of Jackson for a downtown eating party. Numerous food trucks will be present. And I can't wait. I try somewhere uh, different each time. I have uh, something fun for you. Something yes. that's going to interest you. Okay. Okay? Do you remember in May of 2020 when we had that historical flood event in central Michigan, right? Yes. The, those lakes, right? The levees gave out, the, yes. Yeah, so um, I was looking around on Zillow at some of these houses on these lakes that are no longer, right? Yeah. And I thought you'd like this one. So this is clearly someone's dream home. You could put this on any lake, you know. Okay, six, 615, wow. a little low, right? Yes. Um, it's so heartbreaking to see Ugh. all of these. Okay, here's a before, right? Okay. This would have been, you know, you could have taken this anytime. And, okay. And uh, this is what your view will look like now. Jennifer. Oh, no. It's hard to look at, right? Oh, my gosh. It's so painful. So you've got all these lake homes like that. And I think what's even, oh, what's God. more difficult. So, and I was talking to Noah, who lives near on Lake Columbia, and so do you. All these little channels, right? Yeah. With these little lake homes, you know, between yeah. your 150, 225. So their backyards are now just 20 feet of grass, right? Oh. You didn't even know there was a little channel there. Uh, and this is clearly someone's custom. Yeah, so this is a cu clearly a custom, yep. you know, someone's. Uh, do you need a Kleenex? You're, bro I you're do. broken it, up over this, this a little bit. This makes me so sad. So, and there's four lakes like this up there. God. Well, you want to know something good? Yeah, I do. That will not happen here. Okay. I'm serious. Like, the, the dam at Lake Columbia is so crazy sophisticated with a 25-acre watershed. We've got okay. great flow through it. I mean, I got to tell you, this was... Poor municipality planning what, uh, on their part. Yeah, so it's going to cost... Um, I mean, I it's got to start with a B, doesn't it? I mean, it's got to be close to billions. To I think to restore one of them, $250 million, but the residents are going to have to pay some of it, maybe taxes of upwards $500 a year. Let me ask you this. Is it worth buying any of these houses? Well, I mean, if they're probably the worth, they're probably worth half really? of what they would be with water yeah. in front of them. So, if you, it's interesting because in what the state this, of Michigan, what would this cost on Clark Lake? One point two. I mean, it'd be it'd be double. Yeah. Probably about. Yeah. You know, assuming that the inside is as pristine as the outside, yes, it would. And we have a lot more water here yeah. than they do there so those are probably even you know hotter mm -hmm. commodities but i just i just can't even you know it's funny as people worry about oh do i have to have flood insurance yeah. do you have to have the opposite of flood insurance that's just crazy <laughs> like, i can't stop looking at this stuff i just i would i don't want to yeah look at and it that's anymore. one of the you know one of the nicer houses or whatever but yeah you think about that and you're just kind of like there's no one to talk. What do you do? Yeah. There's nothing to do. Oh. Well, it's unprecedented, too. I yeah. mean, it, the problem was unprecedented, and the solution's definitely yeah. unprecedented. So. Yeah. So uh, good luck to those people. There's a uh, there's some things going on in the townships up there, so hopefully they can... I was in Commerce Township over the weekend really? at a graduation party on a lake, Lake Sherwood, okay. that I've never been on or heard of before. Yeah. Some friends of ours just bought a house up there, and it was gorgeous. It was very much like Lake Columbia. Really? So I Googled it yeah. to find out like what their dam structure yeah. and everything is, and I would never have done that if it weren't for the tragedy yeah. that happened in 2020. As if 2020 wasn't hard enough. I know. You think about how long, I mean... Imagine being those people. Oh, my gosh. Imagine just finishing that house and moving oh. in, and then the water's gone. It's just crazy. Um, that would be interesting to go up and, and check out and see what it looks like in person. Um, I don't have, do you, what else is going on? You had, um, you, you had some colors you were going to tell me about? Oh, interior Which, design. See, I, I was hoping you'd have exterior design because we're currently trying to pick out siding okay. and matching a brick and I having such a hard time. So. Well, I would love to help you with that actually yeah. offline a little bit. But the one thing I want to always remind people is that everything is cyclical mm -hmm. and try to keep things as classic 
as you can because yeah. it never goes out of style. You can always add, even on the outside, you could add shutters or landscaping mm -hmm. or accent pieces, but never go too crazy, crazy trendy. But we are starting to see some things. I really pay attention to what's happening on the East Coast and the West yes. Coast because eventually it makes its way right. here. Last year, we started to see a lot of brushed brass. We're seeing a lot of brushed brass this year okay. here in Michigan. Say that five times fast. Brushed brush. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is something that we are starting to see more and more of. You know, um, estate sales are becoming very popular again. Vintage shops are very popular again. And these traditional inspired um, vignettes, we call them in staging, are becoming very popular. I mean, that rattan um, console table. So that's something I guarantee that you we could probably could have pulled if, one of those out of your grandma's house. If Brandon and I walk into a house and they have something like that, mm -hmm. we immediately know we're not supposed to sit in that room. Oh, this is true. It does yeah. look really formal, doesn't yeah. it? We don't live as formally now, but some of those designs are. Again, here's more of that rattan. You know how much of that was probably donated over the last 15 years? Oh, because please take the wicker furniture. Please. Get it out of here. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Wish you had held on to it. It's very trendy all over again. Wow. All that woven and rattan furniture, very, very strong coming back. So everything is cyclical. You know what? Change out the pillows and you're good to go. Big, bold colors. You know, we've seen really stark spaces for the last couple of years. And listen, I love light and bright, but a big pop of color um, is definitely on trend. We're starting to see it more and more. Accent walls. 20 mm. years ago, an accent wall was a really big deal. We've yeah. gotten away from them. They are back. So choose a nice, bold color. But again, see how the trim is white and bright? It keeps it classic. Yeah. Paint, you can always change. Please don't do like the colored appliances. That, that always scares me, like colored toilets or appliances. This, what? Yeah, so this two-tone, we're starting to see a lot of um, uh, buy cool and try colors in yeah. cabinets and kitchens. But see, this is a really, really deep, deep green. It's kind of like a, um, cool. a play off of that hunter green that we saw so much of in the 90s. But they're coupling it with light, white, and bright. So it makes it very um, flexible, I guess, yeah. throughout trends. Very cool. Yeah, I like it. But a couple words that were said, actually, there it is right there. What color is that chair? Say it. Mauve. It is mauve. So this is all about more earthy tones in artwork, which I'm actually not a huge fan of. I like pops of color in art, yeah. but it's, it is a strong trend. Taupe. And the word mauve. Mauve. Mauve is being reintroduced as a fashion do in interior design, which I cannot believe. Christoph and Sons actually did a whole seminar last week for realtors, and yeah. they were talking about greens, mauves, and brass. This, okay, I can tell you a million things I don't like about this, but the picture is beautiful. You would never want curtains that close to moisture because it could hold it and get mildewy. These are things I have to deal with as a realtor. Yeah. But that's just to showcase that the old cloth-lit tubs are becoming very popular again instead of those big standalone um, pedestal-style ones. Uh, and right there you see the brass shining at you. I don't want anything to do with one of those cloth-lit tubs. Brandon, what say you? Probably not. Yeah. No? Is there a story there? No, just no. just doesn't seem very masculine. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Well, I think probably King Henry VIII would disagree with you. Well, <laughs> well if we could track him down. We could. Um, so boho is a big thing, right? Do you know what boho is? Uh, no, I, I don't know what. It's bohemian. So a very, but but now, even though we're in a recession. Why don't you just the, say bohemian? I don't know why. I didn't, I didn't make up this. We're lazy. Boho. Um, but we're going to make it luxe. We're going to add, you know, better materials. I don't know. What, what is your problem? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry. Oh, and I, I can't Go ahead. Bo back to boho. We bo need everybody to hear what Back Noah to the boho. Saying. All right, so this. We are seeing a huge trend toward mid-century modern again. So like Mike Brady is going to be back in his heyday, yeah. both in architecture and design. And this is kind of an example of a very modern, like today modern, yeah. <laughs> mid-century modern. It's so cool. Yeah, it is, where you've got like architectural pieces in your furniture, kind of those earthy tones and fun seating spaces. The lighting is very mid-century modern. Um, even the paneled ceilings is so. It's very cool. What is every time old you show is me new again. Yeah, every time you show me these pictures, it makes me want to change something. So <laughs> yeah, a lot, uh, a lot to do. Um, hey, today's show is brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings. Now in their third generation of being family owned and operated, they pride themselves on offering high quality brand name furniture at affordable prices. Thanks to Vermeulen's for helping us bring you today's show. Have you noticed all the political signs all around? Yes. Who's running for what? And are they just sticking signs up and not telling anyone? I don't know because I don't recognize a lot of the names except for one. Kathy Schmaltz. Oh, yeah. Do you remember her? Yeah. 
TV's Kathy Smalls. Channel 10, right? That's right. Cha- yeah, Channel 10. I believe I so. I used to sell her jewelry at Corey's Jewel Box. Kathy Schmaltz bought jewelry at Corey's Jewel Box? Kathy Schmaltz did buy it from me. Really? Yes. Now, was the... Was the because there were a lot of jewelry stores at the mall. Well, we were we were the high end of the costume jewelry. Okay, because I always thought as a kid that when you went by, that was like fake jewelry, and then the other yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was. I mean, we had some, but like what she was buying was like accent necklaces, okay. you know, things, statement necklaces, I should say. Okay, so costume but, jewelry. Like, so I mean, I feel like I should vote for her. Well, I don't know <laughs> if you're in her district. We'll have to look. I've in. seen her signs here. That's yeah. why I was curious. Yeah, there's signs. She, there's signs everywhere, but yeah, my, I think my point is there's just so many people running for things, and I don't know anything about it. So have you ever thought about getting into politics? No, I feel like I'm already in politics enough. You do have kind of a political position. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, real quick, J Lo and uh, Ben Affleck got married again. Twenty years after they, my wife told me this last night. I didn't even ask for a picture, and they have one. I sent it. You did? I did. Really? I sent it we this didn't morning. talk about that. Yes, I did. Um, so my sister, Amy Dickerson, somewhere is having the biggest party ever because she has prayed for this for 20 years. So Benifer is a thing. <laughs> First question, how long will it last? Uh, this one will last forever because forever. they've already done all their trash. Okay, forever. Yeah. And second of all, could you ever marry somebody that had the exact same first name as your ex-wife? I, I could, no. One, I'm, I could never get remarried or married ever again from right now. So I, I yeah, no. You did it right the first time. Of course. But for somebody like that, it'd be weird yeah, to have your, how many your people, baby right. mama be Jennifer right. and your new well, wife it's be probably Jennifer easy, easy and for, me be Jennifer. I mean, easy, it's really complicated. Then. Easy for him to, uh, to remember her name, though. This is true. <laughs> I just wonder if, like, if Jennifer Garner, the whole time they were married, was like, oh, you probably still have a thing for J-Lo. Yeah. And he was probably like, no. Yes. Yeah. It's, you did, Ben. Tough to be. Congratulations. Uh, tough to be Boston, Ben. Hey, we have got a great show for you this morning. You and I are going to go get a coffee, and Bart's going to talk to Dr. Cortland Kittan after this commercial break. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to the show. Today's show is brought to you by Howe Equipment, and they specialize in the sale of used ATVs, UTVs, and zero turn lawnmowers the easiest and most comfortable buying experience they deliver and pick up check out how equipment today they're on lansing ave or at howequipment.com it's now time to talk to dr Cortland katan and we bring in bart hawley for that let's take a look we're glad to welcome back to the morning show from henry ford jackson hospital vice president of population health Dr. Cortland Kitayan. Good morning. Morning. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, Here we are halfway through the summer, and a lot of people predicted that once people got outside and we were in fresh air and we weren't on top of one another, uh, we'd start to see some uh, reduction in cases. But it looks like in uh, in Jackson, we're pretty much just staying level. We're not going up. We're not going down. I think that's true. I think that... um, even though we've been outside, there's been a lot of a lot of gathering happening with the holidays, and we've seen cases stay relatively level. Um, we got a little bit of a bump in June, kind of going into the fourth, and then we haven't really seen it trickle off. Um, I think the thing that's important to remember is when the cases people look for that are reported, like the county health department tracks those cases, and they can see cases that are basically done the PCR tests that are done places like the hospital. Um, some of the pharmacies, urgent cares in town do PCRs. Um, those get reported to the state, um, but all those rapid tests people do, nobody knows about those. So we have a lot more activity going on right now that we don't really know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, it's really hard to estimate how much that really is. Um, but when we, when we test people at our drive-through testing site at the hospital, um, like 40% of the tests are positive. <laughs> Really? Yeah, and a lot of what happens is people will take a rapid test and they might want to get a confirmation or something like that, but that, that's really high, and so we know that there's still a lot of activity out there even if we're not seeing it in the health department numbers. So if, if you think you have it, uh, odds are one out of two that you do have it. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that for people that have any upper respiratory symptoms at all, um, it's really COVID until proven otherwise, right? And, and <clears throat> I see this all the time where I think people will be like, oh, you know, I have this little thing and it'll go away, it'll be fine. It's like, it's not, I mean, you really got to get tested. You can't, you can't distinguish it based on symptoms. I mean, even, even some doctors, I think, make that mistake is, um, it's like, well, we'd have to test everybody all the time. And it's like, well, yeah, that's kind of what you have to do. You test everybody all the time because you really just don't know. You don't know unless you do the test. You just don't know. Now, those home tests, though, how accurate are they? Um, they, it, it depends. So um, if somebody does not have symptoms, so, and they use this way all the time, it's like, well, we're going to take a test and then go hang out with our family because the tests are negative, right, or, or go do something together. In that environment, the, um, the, the rapid test is probably about 30% sensitive. So that means you're missing 70% of cases. Um, so it's pretty useless for that type of, you know, that type of indication. If somebody's very symptomatic, so, you know, fatigue and especially the upper respiratory stuff, you know, runny nose and, and cough and congestion, they're really good in that sense because you're probably, you're picking up, there's enough viral load, the test is going to identify it, right? So, so when somebody's symptomatic, um, they're pretty good. Um, but there's kind of this spectrum in between where uh, unless you have those specific types of symptoms, they can, they can miss it. So you have to be really careful um, how those tests get interpreted because they, they get misinterpreted all the time. And plus, our, our attitudes really have changed uh, when you look back to the early days of the pandemic. Someone was positive. Uh, they were quarantined. They you know, went to a hotel for two weeks. Right. People slid their food under the door. Right. Right. We're not that way anymore. No, we're not. And, and I think there's good, there's good reason that we don't have to be anymore. I mean, I think that um, you know, now people are vaccinated. And um, when you're vaccinated, your risk of an adverse outcome is, is you know, um, significantly reduced. Um, and we have medications available that can mitigate those adverse outcomes. So there's definitely steps we can take now that we just didn't have available before. But um, it was much scarier then when it's like, well, if somebody gets it, you're like, uh, we, we don't have a lot of tools in the tool belt. Um, but that still doesn't mean that it, we should be cavalier about it because, I mean, we have, um, last, last count I saw, I think this was yesterday's data, um, there's been 579 deaths in Jackson County since the beginning. Um, and, you know, a few weeks ago that was 550, right? So mm -hmm. every week <laughs> a handful of people are still dying. So we're not at the point... There was a point in December, January, where two people died every single day, on average, and now it's you know a few people a week. But still, in Jackson County, right, a few people die of COVID every week. Um, so that there's not a lot of other things happening where that's the case, and the hospital continuously has somewhere between 20 and 30 people with COVID, all the time, and that's 10% of our beds. So we're using 10% of the hospital beds all the time like baseline, just to care for COVID patients. And some percentage of those are not surviving. And that's just, that's what's happening. So I think people have to really be, you know, that's what you're really aware of is even if you maybe don't, you don't feel that sick, right? And you say, well, it's just a little thing. I'm gonna go out and you can make somebody else sick. And that can be, um, that can be life ending for that person, right? It can be very, very consequential. So I, that, that's where I think we really still need to be considerate of other folks. Um, and, um, and avail ourselves of the tools we have, like the vaccines. So we have, with those number of deaths, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling, really. No, yeah. 600 people have died in Jackson County yeah. from the pandemic. And there are those that say that, well, maybe these people would have died anyway, or we get, lose that many people with the flu. Um, but that's not the case. No, I mean, statistically, that's just, those things are not true. Um, and I've heard people refer to this as the flu, but I mean, it's, it's um, orders of magnitude easier to transmit than the flu. Um, I mean, literally exponentially more transmissible than the flu. I mean, the, the, on, on average, um, the flu virus will infect, you know, one to two additional people from one person that's sick. This Omicron variant will infect more than 10 people on average from one person that's sick. I mean, it's, it's so easy to spread. Um, so flu doesn't spread like that, and flu doesn't kill people like this. Um, there aren't one to two people dying a week <laughs> from the flu in a normal flu. It just, it just doesn't happen. I mean, this is, this is far easier to transmit, and it's much more severe than influenza. So I, that's just not, it's just not a good comparison. And, and it's going to continue to circulate. So 
I don't think we're going to see this go away. We're going to continue to see the virus change, and then we'll get new variants, and then we'll have to deal with those. And that's that's that is going to be a that is new normal, right? Like this is this is normal. It will be like this. Is everybody going to get COVID? <laughs> it seems that way. Um, it seems pretty hard to avoid. I mean, I think the the it it all depends on behavior, right? I mean, if you're somebody that that you know doesn't go out a lot and um, is sort of very careful who you interact with and and, and wear masks regularly, I, you can, it can certainly be avoided. Um, and uh, which is good because I think there's a lot of people that really should avoid it because um, it could be really bad for them. Should we still be wearing masks? I think in certain settings, it's really something we should consider doing. So in my clinic every day, I have a mask on the whole time. Um, my patients wear masks, I wear masks, um, and that's to protect me, but it's also to protect the patients in the clinic, right? People come in that are sick and they should be protected. Um, in the hospital, we all wear masks. Um, and again, there's people there that need to be protected. Um, even when I do the sort of administrative part of my job, if I've got a whole bunch of um, you know, team members and we're all gonna sit in the same conference room, we're gonna put masks on because that makes sense. Because if there's one person that has COVID and um, they could be in that asymptomatic phase for the few days before they get symptoms, not knowing that they're transmitting to other people, um, which is when most transmission happens, by the way, it happens before people know they're sick. So that's, people think that they can get sick and just be like, well, I'm sick, I'm gonna get away from other folks. It's the, it's the one to two days before you got sick that you infected the most people. Really? Yeah, so, so we, <clears throat> we just prophylactically, right? If I'm gonna sit in a room with 10 other people, we're gonna put masks on. There, there's, there's no harm in doing that, right? And if, if the next day somebody says, I don't feel very good, that's okay, because we were all in the room with a mask on and we mitigated, you know, we mitigated that exposure. Um, and so, so it, it, we can be smart like that. You know, I just, we don't have to, um, it doesn't have to be all masks or no masks. You, you can sort of, you know, where's the settings that make the most sense? And if I'm in a room where the air doesn't move with a lot of people, I'm gonna put a mask on. It's just, it's, just, it's, good, it's good practice. A concert. Yeah, yeah, exa exactly. Yeah, and there's places, there's concert venues that still, re they, they require masking, right? To say everybody's gotta have a mask on in here. That totally makes sense. Um, airplanes to me is crazy. Getting on an airplane without a mask on, that's nuts, and I know that that's, you know, that's the policy now, um, that people can do that optionally, but um, that is an enclosed space, and, um, and, uh, and they, they filter the air, and there's HEPA filters and all that kind of stuff, but you're in really close proximity to a lot of people. Yeah, you're on top of each other. Yeah, I mean, so, so what's the, I, I'm never gonna ride a plane on without a mask on here, if, even if cold goes away, right? Because mm -hmm. even think before yeah, you get on a plane, people get sick all the time with travel, right? And somebody coughs, you're just really close to them, so you know, what, what's the harm putting a mask on? You don't get sick on the plane. It's, it's an easy thing to do, and, and, you're, and you're better off for it. Yeah, a couple hours. Yeah, it's a couple hours on a mask. It's not a big deal. So the new variant, BA5, uh, the dominant uh, variant, yeah. uh, it's more easily transmissible than mm -hmm. the previous variants. Is it, does it make you sicker? So <clears throat> that is something that is being, I think, very actively looked at. Um, in other countries that are a little bit ahead of us with this particular variant, um, they have seen some uptick in their hospitalization rates. Um, and that's, that's the thing that I think people really worry about because what, what's happened is as each of these, you know, as we've gone from, you know, alpha to beta to delta <laughs> to, you know, now Omicron, um, and now we're on sub-variants of Omicron, right? We were at BA2, BA2.1.2, and now we're at, you know, BA4, BA5. Um, each of these gets easier and easier to spread. And um, the concern is if you have one that's easier to spread, but then also causes that deeper lung infection like the Delta variant did. The Delta variant was really the most severe so far in terms of the disease that it, that it caused. So, you, so that's kind of the worst case scenario. And I think the jury's still out a little bit on how severe um, the, the BA5 variant is. It's, it's much more transmissible. So. Um, what, what happens is, is um, you know, people will ask, you know, what variant did I have, right? It doesn't really matter. I mean, if, if you have COVID, you have COVID, the treatments are the same. But what happens is the state actually samples tests that are taken from different parts of the state. And so they kind of take, a, take a, a group from a certain location and they do the sequencing on that sample and see what it is. And then they can see like, okay, statistically, you know, what percentage of the cases are now the different subtypes. And so, um, so they can say now it's 80% of these are BA4 and 5, which is the case. Mm -hmm. And a month ago, you know, middle of June, it was like, you know, I think like 10 to 20% of cases were 4 and 5. So it's, it, it is overtaken the 
original BA2 variants of Omicron very rapidly. So that, that does have people concerned because of how fast that shifted. Um, and, and so now you have this dominant strain that's very transmissible. And um, the immunity that people have gotten either from previous infection or vaccine seems to be less significant when you know sort of faced against the BA4 and 5. So protection people have sort of naturally or from vaccine is just not as good, which is why we're hoping for these new vaccines to be coming out in the fall that are more specifically targeted against the new variants. Yeah, I've heard um, there are um, people that have COVID, they recover a month later, they get it again. Yeah, and that's probably a different variant. That's probably a different variant. And, um, and those folks, some of those folks may have different, you know, sort of immunocompromising conditions that affect their immune response, but um, that's definitely happening now where people are having had Omicron and then they're getting a subvariant of Omicron, the BA4 or 5, um, 30 or 60 days later. So the, the, the common wisdom was that um, you had basically like kind of a 90 day, you know, safe zone or whatever after you've had it where you, you're, you have really high circulating antibody levels and you're probably very safe. Um, but now we're not, we're not really seeing that that is true anymore. What about the vaccine? Uh, they're working on updating the vaccine to um, reflect the changes in, in, in the virus. What is the timeline? So people that have the first series last year, then got a booster, mm -hmm. um, should they wait to get their next booster? That's a great, that's a great question. Um, and actually, so there's actually two parts of this. So I think, because I, I want to address the adults and then also, and also kids. Um, so ki the, the youngest age group of kids just had, um, were just authorized to get vaccine, period, right? Not even just boosters. Six months. Um, yeah, the six months old to four years, so anything less than five years old. Um, and the uptake in that group's been very low. Um, that's still really important to get those kids in for their first shots now. Um, so there's no reason to wait in that, in that group. Um, and pediatricians' offices in town and um, health department have vaccine available for, you know, for that, that group of kids. So that, that's one thing that's really important to emphasize. Um, there's been, you know, there's different numbers, but I think it's somewhere around 1,500 pediatric deaths throughout the course of the pandemic. Um, so getting that, that group vaccinated is still really important. Um, now for the, the booster question, um, so basically if you're over 50, the recommendation is to now get over 50 or if you have other immunocompromising conditions, you can get an, a, a second booster basically. Um, so you could, this would be the fourth dose of an mRNA vaccine. Um, and uh, I would highly encourage people to get, to still get that rather than waiting um, because what will happen is um, if, if, if you get that booster, you're not going to have to like, you're still going to be able to get the other one. It's not like it's going gonna, it's gonna to prevent you from getting the new one that's targeted at the variants. Um, and, and the new vaccines are um, both the Pfizer. So Pfizer and Moderna are both developing them. They're, in, they're both in phase three trials right now. Um, Moderna actually just released some data yesterday to show there was some very positive um, protection from, the, um, from their version of this. Um, and these are what's called bivalent vaccines. So they're actually including um, uh, yeah, like sort of content that will protect against more than one strain. So they're basically protecting against the original, um, the original uh, strain, the wild type, and now um, against these BA4 and 5 Omicron uh, or an Omicron, you know, sort of family of, of variants. So, so it's, it's both. Um, is, is what both Pfizer and Moderna is a strategy they've been using. And so those look like they'll be available in um, probably early October is what the expectation is. Um, but I mean, it's July. So if, if, if I were eligible for another booster, I would definitely get it. And then when that comes out, it comes out. There's nothing to say that's gonna be ready in October either, right? So what if that's January? and now you've waited six more months, like you really, really should get the other vaccine if you're eligible for it now. How soon after your uh, first booster uh, should you get your second booster? Um, it's a four month interval okay. is what the recommendation is, yeah. So, um, so after the primary series, um, uh, it's, it's, basically, it's basically six months, it's five or six months, and then depending on how you count the first or the second dose that you got, 
and then um, and then you would get the subsequent the subsequent booster be four months after your your first booster, um, and then any time after that. I mean, like if it's been six months or eight months, you still get it. I mean, there's no reason no reason not to get it. I mean, I had my first booster like you know last November because mm. that was as early as I could get it, um, and I'm not in the over 50 age group, so I, I'm not eligible to get the to get the second one. So. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for when these new ones, you know, come out for, you know, for my age group. What about the uh, kids six months and, and uh, up to age five? What's been the rate of uh, acceptance among those uh, parents? You know, that number I don't have off the top of my head. Um, I think in Michigan, um, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like single digit percentages right now that are vaccinated. It's very, very low. Um, I know in the other pediatric um, age groups, it's like 30%. Um, uh, which is obviously much lower than we'd like to see. Um, overall adult, it, it depends on age group. So as you, as you get into higher age group, the percentage of people that have been vaccinated get much higher, right? The over 80 age group, you know, it's like, you know, 90% of people are vaccinated, yeah. right? And, it, and so it kind of trails off if you go every 10 year, you know, every decile. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, and it's pretty new. I mean, it was like May when that change happened. So, um, so it's, it's uh, and then it was June by the time um, you know, offices really operationally had access to the vaccine and were, and were able to give it and document all those things. So it's only been about a month, maybe six weeks since we've had the ability to do that. Um, yeah, the uptake's been low. It's been pretty low so far. But no reason not to get it. No, no, there really isn't. Um, the, the risk, this is all, this is all like a, everything in medicine is risk versus benefit, right? And you know, we are, we have so much experience now giving these vaccines uh, to people and to kids. Um, you know, the, there's, <clears throat> I mean, hundreds of thousands of doses have been given in our system. And, and what's nice about that is when there is an adverse event, right, when somebody has a reaction or something, we see that information, right, and we, we, we report that to the CDC. Um, there's a panel of physicians that, that reviewed those cases to look at and see, you know, is there something we need to be concerned about here? Um, and so it's, it's been, they've been very safe. They've been very good, um, very well tolerated. And so, um, you know, risk benefit, there's so much COVID now that's circulating, especially if you have children, like it is really a matter of time before kids are going to get it. If they're in daycare, they're in school, I mean, they're, they're all going to be exposed. They're all going to get it. So. I mean, I would want my child to have some level of protection, um, knowing that this is, it's an eventuality that they're gonna get it. Because um, the outcome, there, there's always, whenever there's some issue cited with a vaccine, the risk of that issue with COVID is always higher. It's always higher, right? The, is, you know, it, it's any, any adverse consequence from a vaccine, the, the risk of that adverse consequence from the infection is always worse. Pandemic's still here. The message stays the same. Appreciate your time. Thanks for yeah. coming in. Yeah, thank you for having me. From Henry Ford Jackson Hospital, Dr. Cortland Katayan. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. With us now, we have young athletes from Southwest Little League, and they won the Michigan District. We have Lucy Rozak and Allison Furness. Good morning, ladies. Morning. Morning. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for starting the week with us. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so your summer has been ball, ball, ball. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your season. <laughs> well, so we start off in districts, and you just start off as two different teams okay and then you get picked to go on an all-star team nice. and so we both got picked to go on the all-star team and to go to states fantastic was awesome. that fun yes okay so you brought these medals what are these well these are the pins that every game <laughs> every game we get a pin from the opposing team oh and that's cool there's just like some district and the state pin so these represent all the games that you guys had to play to get to states or not to get to states to play at states to play at so states, you yeah. guys uh you guys exchange pins with each team mm -hmm. yeah. that's cool yeah yeah hold that still for a second okay. jen we're gonna there you go that's cool we yeah. never exchanged pins when i was a kid no, but i love <laughs> that's that crazy idea. um here's what i need to know because i've seen a couple of your games 
And we had a, I had one of your teammates at, at my house, Ke your cousin Kendall. Oh, yeah. Kenny. Uh, <laughs> and she did a couple of these chants. Oh, and yeah. And I can't stand them. Let me hear one of them. Okay, you can start. Come on, Lucy. Come on, Lucy. Do it, do it. Hit the ball. Hit the ball. Do it, do it. Run the bases. Run the bases. Do it, do it. Score, run. Score, run. Do it, do it. Score, run. Score, run. Do it, do it. And this goes on Yay! the entire game. No. Oh, yeah. Does it really? The entire game. Oh, Keep it loud in there. That's now, is awesome. that just your team or do all the teams do something like All the like teams that? normally do they it. They do? Mm -hmm. Guess yeah. what? I've never been invited to be on a team. You so. would like that. I would like that part. <laughs> yeah, I could be the cheerleader like there. So where were the, like, where did you go for districts? Well, so the teams didn't want to play us. So <laughs> they were scared. <laughs> I was yeah. scared of those scared chants. Of Look girls. at these kids. So we just got to automatically go to states. Got it. And where was state? Gross Point. Oh, oh nice. Gross Point. And you guys point. weren't just there a day or two. No. No. <laughs> this was like a four or five day thing. Yeah. Yes. Yep. We had to get hotel rooms. It was crazy. What's, yeah. what's more fun, the games or the, the hotel and the going out to eat? I don't know. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, so you're, you're true blue athletes. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Talk about what you guys did in, be, in between games. Uh, I'm sure you had fun. Talk about what you guys did in between the games and how you guys had fun over the weekend. Yeah, we got to go out to dinner and stuff, which is fun. <laughs> and then you meet up in like a courtyard at your hotel room and you just play games, have dance parties, play volleyball and just hang out. You guys stay at the Ritz-Carlton? Or was it the... <laughs> I think it was the Marriott. Marriott. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Very good. Marriott Very nice. Courtyard. Very nice. And there were 11 girls on the team. Yes. You want to give a couple shout outs? Um. <laughs> let's, talk, let's go through uh, some positions, right? Yeah. So you're, okay. you're the best athlete catcher. on the team. We've talked about that, right? <laughs> catcher. Thank I was you. a catcher. Pitcher shortstop, yeah. another phenomenal athlete. Mm -hmm. uh, talk, talk about who else is on the team and what Ollie positions Powers they play. is our main pitcher. And then um, Aaron O'Dowd is our first baseman. Ali Dalton's our third baseman. Lainey is Lainey Bjornsson is our second baseman. Doesn't she play shortstop too? Oh wait, no, you play shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> um, right field is Jackie Brown and Maddie Frederick, I think. Yeah. Nice. And then center field is mainly Kendall and Ellen. Yep. And nice. then left field is Molly, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Maddie and Molly. Maddie, Maddie, Maddie and Molly. Now yeah. I played uh, baseball with your father growing up at Southwest oh, yeah. Little League and. We, the name of our team, we were sponsored by a, uh, just an in-home business selling Tupperware. Do you believe that or Stop not? Stop it. Yeah, we were Fortune Enterprise Tupperware one year. But a lot of people don't know I, I played baseball, and I know you have one of these at your oh, house. Yeah, Why don't you hold, hold that up for the camera? Um, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. So one of these, tell, you have one of these at your house, one. right? Oh, yeah. He definitely thinks he's a real baseball player. Yeah, for sure. so her, uh, David, her father, and I, we oh. went to a Tiger game in the uh, early 90s, <laughs> and we both have these in mint condition still. <laughs> now, where, where is it displayed at your house? Oh, he's got in the whole card box. It's like, glass. so that's on display at your house. Up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this awesome. is incredible. Yeah, mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, so fun. Very nice. So, what was the best part of the season? Um,. Just making it far, at least in states, was fun because you just got that energy and it was just really fun. So this was just like last Monday or Tuesday was your game, yeah. last game? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how did you guys do in states? Pretty good. So we won two games and then lost one in bracket play, Aww. which got us to go into um, pool play. Okay. And then we lost our first game. Who did you, you lose to? Hudsonville. Uh, uh, we don't Hudsonville. like them. Uh -uh. So what what happens uh, what happens next year? Are you guys will it be the same team or a little bit different? Um, some well, are moving on to 14U and some are staying down. And then our the next state tournament is held at the Jackson Little League Fields. Mm -hmm. awesome. Oh, that'll be cool. They yeah. have it here. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys have to dominate that. No. It's on the home field. Who are your coaches? We should give a shout out to your coaches. Absolutely. Uh, Kelly Powers and Brenna Rosak. Awesome. Do you are call her mom or Brenna or coach? Um, it mixes. I guess. <laughs> what does she prefer? Probably Coach Brenna. Coach Brenna, keep it formal. No, oh, yeah. I know you guys, uh, it's not just uh, softball. You guys play other sports and mm -hmm. you have other yeah. things going on. What? Uh, tell us what grade you're going into and what school you'll be going to. Okay. Well, I'm going into seventh grade and I'm going to go to Lumen Christie. And I'm going to seventh grade and I'm going to Lumen Christie too. Awesome. <laughs> you're Titans. Awesome. Oh, yeah. So, do they have a softball team in middle school? Through Lumen? No. no. No, so you'll still play it in this type yeah. of league. Mm -hmm. Cool. So yeah. what do you guys want to be when you grow up? I want to be a nurse. 
Very good. So. I want to be an orthodontist. <laughs> very nice. good. I like nice. that. Yeah. That's very good. Well, you'll need to be a nurse to take care of your father someday. Okay? <laughs> yeah. It'll that. be a lot of work. A lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. I'm sure it is a lot of work. So. Mm -hmm. How you doing, David? Good to see you. <laughs> so we, uh, when's the next thing? You guys are off for a little bit, and yep. then, yeah. then what? what? What do you guys have next? I think we have a fall tournament. Oh, nice. And cool. then we go to winter workouts and stuff. Awesome. Basketball. Yeah. Cool. Cool. What's been the best part of your summer so far? Um, probably the state tournament. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And what do you have on tap? We, we have what? We just talked about it. Five weeks left. I know. Uh, I don't like it. Just get out there and enjoy the sunshine. Yeah. Well, I, we are playing in the Gus Macker tournament oh, in Jackson. Oh, nice. Nice. So. Awesome. Oh, we'll look for them at the Gus Macker. Yes, we will. <laughs> Girls, thanks so much for being with us, and congrats on a great year. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Thank you, Lucy. From Southwest Little League District Champions, Lucy Rozak and Allison Furness. We'll be right back after this break. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Welcome back. We made it through another Monday morning. Good job. Thanks to those superstar athletes being here to get kicking off the week. So I have a question for you. Yes. Would you rather, like if mm. you could have a gift, would it be to talk to animals or to be able to speak and understand all languages? All languages. Me too. But, so that was the question today when I stopped to get our morning drinks mm -hmm. in the tip jar, yeah. which I love that. It always gives me something to think about. Yeah, yeah, it does. And they said I was the first person to put in about the languages. Everybody else really? has talked to the animals. No, I want to, if, if you could speak every language and understand every language, you'd be a billionaire. Yeah, I'm curious what our viewers think. I hope somebody will, yeah. will shoot an email or a text. There's a lot speak of... Speak to uh, animals or speak to all people. A lot of good would-you-rathers out there. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll have another one next week. Yeah, that's going to have to be a Monday morning tradition. I like that. Okay. I like a would-you-rather. Would-you-rather. Send in your would-you-rather suggestions. That's right. Hey, thanks for watching today. Join us tomorrow. We'll have Greg Zeller. He won the Michigan Senior Golf Open. We'll also have Mallory Lemon and Kelsey Cochran and JPS Believe the Hype with Christianetti at 1 o'clock on Bart's show today. Sue Shink, Steve Trojan, Amy Leinhard, Alex Weir, and Cadence DeGroote. That's all for today. We'll see you at 1 o'clock. Bye-bye.